Well, good morning, church. Y'all are awake too. Nine o'clock was loud. Y'all are loud. You guys have got me excited. It is so wonderful to be in worship with all of you this morning. For those of you I have not had the pleasure of meeting quite yet, I'm Emma Murphy, the Congregational Care Pastor here at Mount Horeb. And it is truly a gift to be here um, and to be able to continue on in our series this morning, Stages, the Soul of Every Season. I'm going to be honest. Uh, I wasn't really sure about this sermon series when we first started off, not because I, you know, I'm, I'm worried about our sermon planning team or don't think they do their jobs well, but I, sometimes with sermon series, I just don't know how they're going to come together. You know, I don't, I don't know how they're going to flow. And I have been really wrong about this sermon series. I have really enjoyed it. No matter the week, whether it was nurturing or growing or dreaming stage, I have found myself one way or another really connecting with that stage. You know, something cool about the series is it's not linear or sequential, but but we are in these stages in different seasons of our life. And so I'm really excited to be able to continue on in our series this morning as we venture into the exploring stage. For most of my childhood, we lived in a home on two acres of land, and my parents actually still live in that house in Spartanburg. Um, we are slowly convincing them to move down here to Columbia, but it was really fun to grow up with a big backyard that, that me and my three brothers could play in, but what was even more fun was behind those two acres of backyard were acres and acres and acres of woods. And so when we were kids, you're, you guys are going to laugh at me because you're going to think I'm really young, but we, we didn't have much technology. And I know many of you had way less technology than I did, but we had like one desktop computer that would take about 30 minutes to load a web page. You guys remember this time. And so we didn't like to compete, you know, for time on the computer. So we would spend our time outside in the woods. And we would be looking for new trees that we could climb. And there were like these kind of caves by this creek in our backyard that they were, they were the perfect spot for hide and seek. And we would look for different paths to go to our friend's house down the street. We loved to explore our woods. Exploring. Webster's Dictionary defines this term explore as to investigate, study, or analyze, to become familiar with by testing or experimenting. You see, the purpose of exploring is to travel through the unknown to learn or discover more or new information, to simply find out more about something. My brothers and I were curious about those woods beyond our backyard. We wanted to discover this, this world that was out there. We wanted to learn more about this interesting place that seemed to go on forever. And so today we are going to dive into the soul of this exploring stage, the stage where we make our faith our own, the stage where we study and discover more about, about God, our faith, and the world around us. And so our main passage for today is from the book of Colossians, chapter 2, verses 6 through 8. And this is what the Apostle Paul writes. Therefore, as you received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk in him, rooted and built up in him and established in the faith, just as you were taught, abounding in thanksgiving. 
See to it that no one takes you captive by philosophy and empty deceit according to human tradition, according to the elemental spirits of the world and not according to Christ. In the book of Colossians, the Apostle Paul is writing to the church at Colossae, which is being threatened by a false teaching, a teaching that is attempting to lessen Christ's role in undermining this new identity of believers in Christ. These false teachers were trying to disparage the deity of Jesus and teach that he was not actually God. And so Paul chooses to write to the Colossians to warn against this teaching and ultimately encourage these believers in their growth toward Christian maturity. And so in our passage today from chapter 2 of Colossians, we see pretty clearly these themes of encouragement and warning. But it's important to note that Paul is not talking to a group of people that are non-believers. He is talking to a group of people that are already established in the faith. They have received Christ, as he said. They are people that have chosen to follow Jesus. They have a relationship with him. But what Paul is encouraging them to do is to continue to press forward, to become more steadfast in their faith. They have this beginning point in Christ, but they must cultivate this relationship to continue it effectively. But then Paul employs two metaphors that I want to dig deeper in today. Be rooted and built up in him. I believe that these two metaphors set the groundwork for us as we dive deeper into this exploring stage together this morning. First, Paul says, be rooted. How many of you have trees in your backyard? Yeah? Okay. Picture one of those trees in your head. You got it? When good seeds have been sown, they start to take root. And as that tree continues to grow, the roots spread wide and they spread deep. And the best anchored trees are those that have those deep, deep roots. The roots ground the tree and are its firm foundation. And the deeper the roots, the more ability the tree has to weather the storms the hard times, the trials, the struggles in life. So as we begin to think about this exploring stage, it's important for us first to remember that no matter when or why we might be exploring, we must have roots for exploring that keep us grounded, a relationship and an understanding of Christ that helps us withstand the elements. But then Paul continues, right? He says, be built up in him. So I'm sure you all did a great job of picturing that tree. So now picture your favorite building, or you can just picture Mount Horeb's beautiful structure. When we think about a structure, we know that the first thing that has to be built is that firm foundation, right? But once the foundation is laid down, the structure can continue to be built up. Well, our lives should be rooted as we explore in the things that we know to be true about God and in the relationship we have with him, the building continues. The exploring continues. And so these metaphors that Paul talks and uses about in in Colossians 2 about this exploring stage, they really beg two questions for us today. First, why are we doing this? Why do we explore We explore to discover, not to demolish. 
Before I went off to college, I was really active in my local church, and I believed I had, you know, a pretty solid foundation for my faith. But to be completely honest with you, my faith was more a reflection of my parents than anything else. When I had done some studying for myself, um, I, I, I knew what my beliefs were, but they were really more a carbon copy of my mom and dad's. And so when I went off to a Baptist school and changed my, minister, or my major to ministry, and I started getting questions like, why do you believe women can be pastors? Or why do you believe babies can be baptized? Or something like, what do you have to say about free will? I started to realize that I had a relationship with Jesus and knew the core truths of scripture and believed them, but I had never really considered the importance of these questions I was being asked. I had always been told that women could be pastors and I had seen dozens of babies being baptized every year. And I was always told that our choices matter, but never actually knew why I believed these things. It took other people's questions for me to realize that I had some more exploring to do. And so as a college student, I spent those next four years asking a lot of questions about God and my Methodist heritage to see if I truly believed what I had always growing up, hearing and seeing. How could I answer my call to ministry if I didn't explore what I was gonna be teaching and preaching and leading one day in a church? And even more than that, how could I share the gospel or live a life dedicated to Christ if my faith wasn't genuinely my own? While I had started asking questions before college, I believe that this exploring stage really launched for me when I started asking those questions more deeply. When my faith became my own because I studied, discerned, and explored it. Many of you may remember of a very similar time in your life. Maybe it was in middle school or high school or college or as a young adult. Or maybe your exploring stage began a little bit later in life. But something started stirring within you that caused you to want and to know more. Caused you to take a step back and say, okay, this is what I've always been told or, or this is what my parents shared with me or this is what my pastor told me or my friends told me. However, what do, what do I believe? We explore to discover more about who God is and to grow an authentic faith that is truly our own. A faith that is no longer a carbon copy of our parents or our pastors or our friends or our mentors, but it is ours, something we own and live into. And as we discover more about who God is, we have a deeper understanding of who we are in him. But I don't believe that the exploring stage or we are in this exploring stage only towards the beginning of our faith journey when we are making it our own. Think back to the metaphors that Paul uses in Colossians. He reminds us that while it is important to have that firm foundation, to have roots, the tree needs to keep growing. We need to continue to be built up. And so the same is true of our spiritual lives. We should always be exploring. Church, we serve a living God, a God that is infinite and awesome, a God that our finite human minds will never fully be able to grasp. 
And so as we journey in faith, as we go through our lives, we should constantly be seeking to discover and learn more and deeper truths about who God is. One of my very favorite parts about being in congregational care ministry here at Mount Horeb is I get to visit our church members. And so just this past week, I visited one of our sweet members, Olivia, who is 18, and she has been fighting some really serious medical issues. And what started off as what I thought would be, you know, a normal visit, being a calming presence in the room and and get to have prayer with her became one of the most precious visits I have absolutely ever done. This amazing young woman who has lost the majority of her sight talked to me about the importance of shifting the perspective of things to see the good in them. You know, friends, I learned in my ministry degree that God is good and God is kind and God is faithful. And I was firmly rooted and knew those things to be true. But last week, When I left that hospital room, I was so encouraged and I truly believe that I gained a greater understanding of God's goodness and his kindness and his faithfulness. There is always more to know and it is my hope and my prayer that we continue to explore him. We continue to grow into a deeper relationship with the Almighty God that cherishes a relationship with us. I'm going to ask you to do something weird this morning, so just bear with me. But take a minute and look at the palm of your hand. Everyone look down. That means they're listening this morning. Thank you. What do you see? Do you see anything new? Do you see anything you've never noticed before? Maybe an interesting line or a freckle, maybe a scar. Our hands are always close to us, but there are things about them that we may have never even seen. Our God is near to us. He's in this room. I can feel him right now, but there are so many things to still find out about him. There are so many things to discover and to learn. Exploring can be such a beautiful thing, friends. But it's, it's important this morning to, to talk about that sometimes we find ourselves as explorers for different reasons. We're exploring not necessarily because we've chosen to, but because life has kind of just pushed us into it. We're exploring for reasons that may be scary and overwhelming. Maybe you have experienced a loss of some kind. The loss of a spouse, a parent, a child, a job, a relationship, or you've been impacted by some unimaginable tragedy. I think about all the parents that had empty arms last week in Texas. Or maybe you're simply a witness to one of these things and and it's triggered you. And so whatever it may be, everything you have ever known has kind of flipped on its head. And you find yourself in this downward spiral, questioning your faith, questioning God, probably questioning everything. And in these kinds of seasons of exploring, it's so easy to stop discovering and to start demolishing. It's so easy to tear absolutely everything we've ever known down because we think that's going to solve the problem. We think that for some reason that's going to provide some answers. 
but it's, it's not. Rather, it will most likely cause this already overwhelming situation to be more chaotic and we get lost in the confusion and the questions and somewhere along the way we end up losing ourselves and our faith altogether, leading us deeper into despair and darkness and demolition, this endless cycle of uncertainty and destruction. And though we might find ourselves in this season sometimes, we might find ourselves starting to demolish, it's important that we don't stay there. Going back to Paul's instructions, it's important to have those deep roots that allow us to weather the storm and then build back up. Last summer, Truman and I replaced all the nasty carpet in our house. You know, the, the carpet that was put down by the previous owners and it's kind of stained and gross. You don't really know what's in it. And so we replaced it with these brand new vinyl floors that, are, that look really nice but aren't as expensive as hardwoods. And so the first day of the project, the, the workers come over to our house and they rip up all the carpet. And Truman could have looked at me and he could have said, you know, Emma, I think we will just keep the bare bones. I like it this way. We'll just keep it this way. But you know what the problem would have been with that? Well, number one, it would have been really ugly. But number two, we wouldn't have really been able to live that way. There would always been the chance of stepping on a nail or maybe in an unstable crack in the floor or God forbid our dog finds some kind of treasure and hurt himself under the carpet. Sure, it was necessary to remove that, that nasty carpet and take down parts of the floor, but we did that with the purpose of putting those new floors down. We did it with the purpose of, of building back up. There will be seasons in our lives that it feels like everything might be destroyed. But God doesn't want us to stay there. He loves us too much to let us stay in these seasons. One of my very favorite verses is Psalm 147.3. He heals the brokenhearted and binds up their wounds. When you find yourself as an explorer because of a crummy hand that life has dealt you, cling to what you know to be true about God. Cling to those roots that you have, that he loves us, that he is near to us, that he will never leave us or forsake us, and he will help bind up our wounds so that we can rebuild, not demolish everything we know. And so church, I want to challenge us this morning. Before we, we move on in the message, I want us to work on something together. No matter why we find ourselves as explorers today, we need to be willing to ask and to invite hard questions. First and foremost, this is for ourselves. We must allow ourselves to ask hard questions. If there is something we are wrestling with because of a difficult season we may be in, or there's just something we can't grasp, or we need clarity on something, ask the questions. Hear me when I tell you this this morning, church. God can handle our hard questions. God can handle our doubt. So ask the hard questions questions. Second, as the big C church, we must invite these hard questions. There are many people today, and especially young people, that are turning away from their faith. They're leaving the church altogether because they don't feel like the church is a safe place to wrestle with these difficult questions, to ask these things and, and take on our doubts 
But church, we must be a place. We must be a people that are willing to listen. As believers, we hold the conviction that our roots are strong enough to withstand any questions that might be thrown our way. And so let's help navigate these explorers to the truth of the gospel, let's, but let's do it in love as we offer the invitation for us to help explore alongside them. We offer the invitation to willingly walk that hard road with them because we love them. And more than anything, we want them to experience the grace, the love, the mercy, and the freedom that comes in relationship with Jesus Christ. And so we explore to discover more about God, our faith, and and ourselves. But the second question we must ask this morning is, how do we do that? How do we explore? We explore with holy curiosity. I came across this phrase this week and just absolutely loved it. The phrase holy curiosity was coined by Albert Einstein in the 1940s. And this is what he said. The important thing is not to stop questioning. Curiosity has its own reason for existing. One cannot help but be in awe when one contemplates the mysteries of eternity. Never lose a holy curiosity. And while Einstein wasn't referring to the Trinitarian God when he said this, I think it's so applicable to us and and how we explore our faith. When we approach God with a holy curiosity, it leads us to this deepening amazement that ultimately increases our faith. We enthusiastically desire to learn more about God because we become more obedient to him and watch how he works in our lives and the lives of others. We see this numerous times throughout scripture, example after example of people in the Bible nurturing a holy curiosity and being led into a deeper relationship with God. Moses and the burning bush, the shepherds that went to see the Christ child, the crowds that showed up for Jesus' teachings and his miracles, and the disciples that followed him. And you know who was really good? at nurturing a holy curiosity, I'll give you one hint. It's the Sunday school answer, Jesus. Jesus was the master question asker. In fact, he asked 307 questions in the gospels and he has asked 183 and only answers three of those questions. But you see through Jesus's questions, through his holy curiosity, he modeled the wondering and thinking and exploring that helps us draw near to God and gain a greater understanding of him. And while Jesus was the the master question asker, Jesus was rooted in, in transformational truths about life, such as love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind and with all your strength. Love your neighbor as yourself. There is no commandment greater than these. You see, Jesus didn't just ask questions for the sake of asking questions. He asked questions to help others nurture their own curiosity, to start thinking and discovering for themselves these deeper truths about faith and life. But church, the word that we cannot miss in this phrase is holy. Curiosity has so much potential for drawing us closer to God and and for helping us understand more about who we are in Christ. However, curiosity without holiness can be really dangerous. 
Paul warned the Colossians against false and manipulative teachings, so I can only imagine what he would caution us about in our culture today. We have so much access to unlimited information in a variety of places, and so with one simple click, we can end up on different web pages full of information that is not trustworthy. And so where are we getting our information? Are we relying on what people post on Facebook and other social media? Are we believing everything we hear on Fox News and CNN? Are we listening to podcasts that are coming from reliable sources? Here's the thing. Curiosity needs holiness. It needs discernment and wisdom because without it, we will not be able to distinguish God's voice from all the other voices in the world. When Adam and Eve were in the garden, they were given all kinds of freedom. God told them, hey, I've created this world and I have given you authority over it. And so go and explore, enjoy and discover. When he gave them one command, you are free to eat from any tree in the garden, but you must not eat from the tree of knowledge of good and evil. For when you eat from it, you will certainly die. God placed certain boundaries that he expected Adam and Eve to obey. And this was not because of, of punishment. It was for protection, for their guidance. How many of you have ever been on a hike? Yeah, so when, you, when you're on a hike and there are these certain like no trespassing signs, they're usually put up in areas like, you know, on, on the edge of a cliff so that you don't fall to your death right? They're not put there so that we don't enjoy our hike. They're put there so that we're, we're not harmed. But Adam and Eve, unfortunately, ignored those no trespassing signs, and their naive curiosity led Eve and then Adam to listen and ultimately act on temptation from the serpent. Curiosity and holiness must go hand in hand. And so a holy curiosity is one that is submitted to Christ, led by the Holy Spirit, and rooted in truth. And so as we ask questions and explore God, we must filter our questions and our information from the truth of Scripture. We must humbly look to the person of Jesus when desiring to learn more. And we must seek guidance from the Holy Spirit. But you see, there, there's also a, a flip side to this. You might be sitting out there thinking, you know what, Emma? I'm in a pretty good spot with my faith and I've got a solid, solid foundation for what I believe and, and that's that. And you tend to look at the world and think, I've seen it, I've learned enough. But you know what the consequences are when we stop exploring with a holy curiosity? We become settled. We don't see any point in needing to discover more. We become comfortable with what we believe and why we believe it. We become stagnant in our faith. And unfortunately, we become narrow-minded. Church, I hope that we never become too settled in our faith that we stop appreciating the vastness of God's creation. I hope that we have the heart and the mind of lifelong explorers desiring to learn more about the complexity and creativity of our Heavenly Father. Because a holy curiosity allows us to dig deeper in the Word of God, 
to ask good questions about our faith and see things in a certain freshness and newness that propels us to grow even more. And so I, I encourage all of us this morning, don't lose your holy curiosity. Don't lose your wonder. In just a couple weeks, Truman and I and some of our very best friends are headed on vacation to Alaska. And we are so excited. We planned this trip a year ago. So for 12 months, we have been looking at pictures of all the different places that we'll get to explore. But I have been itching, itching to actually be there, to actually get to experience this beauty, to take in the amazing scenery, the bears and the whales, and, and hopefully catch a 100-pound halibut and beat Truman at his own game. <laughs> Not just look at pictures of those things, but are you content this morning with just looking at the pictures? With just thinking, oh yeah, that's really beautiful, but not desiring to actually go there? Are you satisfied to know that God is good and kind and, and faithful and merciful, but not actually experience it for yourself? Friends, I don't know about you, but I don't wanna live that life I don't want to live a life content with just looking at a picture. I don't want to live a life content with just having the knowledge of the right and true things about God. I want to experience them. I want to see them and I want to be a part of them. When we leave this sacred place we call Mount Horeb this morning and we walk out those doors, I hope we are overwhelmed by the wonder of who God is, that it causes us to keep wanting to be curious about him. I hope we are overwhelmed by the wonder of our salvation that we want to share our story about how Jesus changed our life. I hope we are overwhelmed by the wonder of how Christ has been generous to us, that we yearn to express that generosity to those around us. I hope we are overwhelmed by the wonder and extravagance of God's creation that it causes us to see the beauty in this life that he has given us. I hope we are overwhelmed by the wonder of God's calling for our lives that we are propelled to serve him and serve others more faithfully. Live and explore your lives with a holy curiosity asking good questions, growing those deep, deep roots in relationship with him, building up and learning more about the truths of the gospel and marveling at this amazing God that we serve. And so church, I have one final question for us this morning. Where do you find yourself today? Where do you find yourself today? Chances are you are one of two people. Maybe you are exploring. Either you've just begun your faith exploration, you've been on this journey for a while, or because of some hand that life has dealt you, you have found yourself in this stage. You need someone to come alongside you and perhaps help you wrestle with your questions or encourage you to stay rooted in a relationship with God as you build up and discover more. 
If that's you this morning, you need a faithful, faithful guide, I'd encourage you to come talk to me or talk to one of our other pastors or a staff member here or maybe a trusted friend, family member or a mentor in your life so that as explorers ourselves, we can come alongside you. Or maybe you're someone in the room this morning that has traversed all of the crevices and crannies and you have something to offer to another explorer on their journey. It might be your story of exploring that could be the very thing that helps someone else. So who in your life might need you right now? Who in your community might you come alongside today? The truth is, church, we are all in different places and in different seasons of our exploring this morning. And so no matter where you find yourself today along this journey, may you never forget that our Heavenly Father who loves us so much is walking alongside us every step of this adventure. Let's pray together. Loving and gracious God, we thank you this morning. We thank you because you can handle our questions. You can handle our doubt. And honestly, you welcome those things because you know that asking good questions, digging deeper in our faith is what truly nurtures a deeper and more authentic relationship with you. And so Father, I pray for anyone out there today who might be in our sanctuary or who's watching online and is exploring, God, I pray that they'll be encouraged this morning to keep asking those questions, to keep wrestling with things, to keep seeking you and to reach out to another explorer along the way if they need help on this journey. And God, I pray for all of us today that we will never lose a holy curiosity, that we will continue digging deeper into what we know about you, God. You are such an amazing father. And so it is my ultimate hope that we will grow more and more in love with who you are each day of our lives. Jesus, we love you and we lift up all these things in your powerful name. Amen.